Give us today our daily bread. Welcome once again, friends, to our Monday series on the Lord's Prayer. We're getting towards the end, kind of a pivotal moment here as we talk about bread and the giving God giving us daily bread. Well, in order to walk into this, let me give a little bit of history about what's going on in Jesus' day. So we had John the Baptist on Sunday yesterday, and you may remember that John the Baptist is uh, a voice uh, against the rulers of his day. He, he cries out against Herod, specifically Herod Antipas, one of the sons of the original Herod. And he's crying out against him, speaking a word of prophetic judgment against him because he has divorced his wife and then he has married his brother's wife. Now, we can read all kinds of things into that, of course, but this isn't just a move of love or lust or something else. It's also very much a political move. It gives Herod Antipas some more control around the land that surrounds the Sea of Galilee. Well, why is this significant? What does this have to do with with daily bread? Well, let's get to that bread. There are six miracle stories in the Gospels. The The stories of the feeding of the 5,000, you know, the five loaves and the two fish, the numbers are a little bit different in different Gospels. But anyway, that story, that feeding of the 5,000 is found in Matthew 14, Mark 6, Luke 9, and John 6. It's found in all four Gospels. And then there are two additional stories, the feeding of the 4,000 and another, that come up in the Gospels as well. Now that makes us sit up a little bit and think, huh, what is the significance of these feeding stories? I mean, they're... They're incredibly amazing, of course, right? They're they're these incredible miracles of Jesus multiplying it with this little bit of food enough to feed all of God's people. But getting back to that control of Herod, not only did he control those areas a little bit more, but he also wanted to kind of suck up to the Roman Empire. And so he renamed the capital city around the Sea of Galilee to be the name of the emperor. He named it Tiberius. And then he renamed the Sea of Galilee the Sea of Tiberias. In fact, we'll see it called that sometimes in the Gospels. And it wasn't just a naming, it also uh, increased to an oppressive point taxation over the fishermen and over the those who would who would raise the grain and who would you know make that grain into bread. And so the people were oppressed by these by these overlords, these Roman and and kind of uh, unjust and and corrupt tax, taxes from the Herod from Herod Antipas. And so when Jesus comes onto the scene, there's kind of this question of who owns the earth? Who owns this land around the Sea of Galilee? And who owns the sea itself? And Jesus, in this miracle, kind of draws us back to Psalm 24, which says, you know, makes this bold claim, the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. And in this feeding, not only does Jesus perform this amazing miracle, but he also affirms that this land, this wheat, this bread, these waters and the fish within them do not belong to the Roman Empire. They do not belong to Herod Antipas. They belong to God. And what's really neat is how Jesus involves his disciples then in this miracle as well. Once the miracle is performed, Jesus tells the disciples Distribute this. Distribute the abundance of God to my people who are hungry. And indeed, not only do we receive this bread, 
Not only does God indeed show up and give us today our daily bread, but God produces an abundance so there is enough as well for us to share, for us to do that active work of feeding God's people with the bread of life from heaven and with the bread that feeds the body as well. May we receive and give in Jesus' name, who is the bread of life.